1: This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Weiner. Now it's time to speak with Joan Walsh. Of course, she's the nation's national affairs correspondent and a political commentator for CNN. Hi, Joan. Hi, John. Well, we're speaking on Wednesday afternoon. You've been telling us for months that it would take several days before we knew for sure who the winner was, and you're certainly right about that. We don't yet have decisions at this hour about several key states. Biden must win. But at this hour, it looks like Biden is likely to prevail in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, maybe more. And that should make him president. But but it feels so much like four years ago, the same states are voting the same way. The only difference is the states that Trump won by just a little. Now Biden is going to win by just a little. For me, it's too much deja vu. I wonder if you have the same feeling. Oh
2: my God, I so do. I totally do. I mean, it, last night was really hard and I forced myself to go to bed at about two. And, and even then, I, I, I believe he will win. I do. Um, and I woke up at like five or six and I watched again. And, it, and it's like, I believe he will win, but it's gonna be so close and it shouldn't be close. I mean and we've all been luxuriating in these polling numbers that showed him winning Texas and you know just winning everything. And it, we all got a, a little comfortable I guess. I mean I tried not to and I tried to I tried to resist that but you know to see it be this close it should not be this close.
1: 4 years ago we were shocked and horrified but we came up with this i this understanding that for especially for white working class people oh, in yeah. the upper midwest who the democrats really hadn't changed their lives very much at all and their attitude was you know let's give the other guy a chance he claims to be interested in us let's see what he can do. But now they've seen for four years, they saw what he could do. They saw that he was complete disaster with the COVID epidemic. They've seen the The highest unemployment rate since uh, the thirties and most of them are still voting for him. And that's, that's very hard for us to take.
2: It is. I mean, can I just say what I said back then? I think it's mostly racism. I think he was the first presidential candidate to actually appeal to people on the basis of white nationalism, you know, people don't like the word racism, but white nationalism. We had not, we'd never seen that before. I mean, Mitt Romney was kind of awful and played along with Trump's birtherism. You know, I wrote about that in my book, like he literally made Trump more of a figure by courting his endorsement. But Trump was the first person to say, I see you, white nationalists, white people who feel under siege by this wave of color, not the blue wave, but the you know multiracial wave. I see you and I'm here for you. And we'd never had a, 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 a Republican like that. And we got one and he won. And he's not going to win again. I mean, John, I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. It's very close. It should not be this close, as I wrote today in The Nation. But I don't think he's going to win, but it's going to go on for a while. And it's because he, he appealed to this feeling that even though I wrote that book about white people, I had no idea it was this prevalent. And I'm so shocked by this
1: election result. Well, let me try out on you, John Nichols' response to this. Uh, John <laughs> Nichols John Nichols says, Joe Biden already has more than 70 million votes. That's the largest number of votes for a president in American okay. history. Okay. He, he may end up with four or five million more votes than Trump. He's also, second major fact, he's also above 50%. This is very unusual in our lifetime. Hillary only got 48. Obama really is the only Democrat who's ever gotten above 50%. our Uh, lifetime, in in our in our lifetime, Bill Clinton never got close to 50 percent. So so this is a big victory. The most votes any president has ever gotten the first Democrat to get over 50 percent since since. And the only other one, in addition to Obama, there's only one thing that makes it not a big victory. And that's the Electoral College. That's where it's close. That's our problem. That's what we have to change. Right.
2: Well, you know, I love John Nichols and he literally called me this morning to bust <laughs> me up. I think he's going to win. If he wins, he'll win the Electoral College too. But, you know, if we don't win the Senate, if Democrats don't win the Senate, that will be also really deflating. I mean, there's so much about this that is deflating because 235,000 people have died. What do we have to do to call attention to that. And thousands of families at the border have been separated. What do we have to do to call attention to that? What did we not do? And I have people texting me and emailing me, and I'm just not writing them back, who are like, oh, Biden should have done this and that. But I think that Biden and, and, and Kamala Harris did, did a lot of it, did most of it. I hope we can call them a minority but a really, really entrenched, sad, desperate, horrible minority. Um, the people who came out, who goes to the Mario Cuomo bridge in New York and you know stops traffic, who drives a Biden Harris bus off the road, who goes to Marin city, which is the only tiny pocket of black people in Marin the the trump people did that so you know we i feel like we're lucky we didn't see that much of that but i think we're going to win but it's still going to be such a narrow win it's going to be very very hard to deal with
1: so you mentioned the senate you know we have to talk about the senate the democrats needed 3 we got colorado and arizona we lost the one the other ones we were hoping for north carolina where we spent a fortune. I know Uh, we had hopes for Iowa seems likely that the fate of the Senate will depend on a special election in Georgia. In January, you've spent a lot of time in Georgia. Tell us about Georgia and what's going on there, which, by the way, at this hour, the New York Times needle is still pointing in the Biden direction.
2: Really? I didn't even I don't look. I didn't look at the needle. I don't. I hate the needle (laughs) needle (laughs) four years ago. But thank you for looking. Well, I still think that we can do it in Georgia. I mean, I've been in touch with the Ossoff people, and there are a lot of votes out in Atlanta. There are a lot of votes out in Atlanta. And and let me just
1: say Ossoff. Ossoff is challenging Purdue. Purdue. And that's, that we could win outright, which would be great. It's the other one, the, the open seat that's likely to go.
2: Reverend Warnock, but you know, well, not, but yes, that's almost certainly going to go to a runoff. Well, it matters a lot. If, if if Ossoff wins, although if, if Ossoff also goes to runoff, because both things will happen. If there's, you know, if Ossoff doesn't quite do it, he'll go to a runoff. And, I would like to be around for a January fifth race in Georgia because screw COVID. I would be <laughs> down there. You know, I think Dem- all Democrats would be focused on on that. So,
1: and let's talk about the money here. North Carolina, the two candidates spent two hundred and forty-two million dollars on TV ads. You can imagine what's going to happen in the ge in a Georgia runoff. Two hundred forty two million is going to be. You know, they'll probably spend twice that much money. Money is just totally out of control in our politics, don't you think?
2: It is, and you know what I when when I talk to the people that I write about, which is mainly state legislative candidates and their managers they're not about TV. They're about getting people out. They're about going door to door. And that is, you know, maybe we will find that when we really look at this race, that it was a big problem that our people couldn't go door to door. But I think, you know, if if we go to a runoff in Georgia, I think there will be more door to door. And, you know, I don't think anyone can prove anything about know the results of tv i just think we've got a lot of consultants as you well know who get a piece of tv and so they you know they're the manager they're the campaign manager they're the this manager and they're like yeah let's do we've got this great ad and we've got this great package for you and i i don't see it working and we certainly didn't see it working in north carolina
1: and the one state where there was uh, a significant uh, door-to-door effort, Arizona, where Unite Here did yeah. send thousands of people door-to-door. They showed it can be done. They they wore masks and, and face shields. They distributed masks to the people they were talking to. Arizona is looking very good for, very good. Uh, for, for the Democrats. So there's yeah. a model there.
2: Yes. And I, I'm so excited about Arizona. And unite here. I mean, I, you know, that is one of the great spots of last night. And there will be more. I mean, you know, it's just too early to be as downhearted as I am. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I'm glad to hear you say that. Because your whole message for the last month has been it's going to take a few days and, you know, be patient I know. and don't and get then, excited. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but then, you know, in the last few days, people have been like, we might know by Tuesday night. And I, I got into that, you know, John, I'm, I'm normal. I'm just an instant (laughs) gratification person. So if you promise me it's going to happen, I'm going to be there.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I went back to those polls, Wisconsin polls. Um, The final Wisconsin polls, New York Times poll rated A plus by Nate Silver said Biden was ahead by 11 among likely voters. The Washington Post poll rated A plus by Nate Silver said Biden was ahead by 17 in Wisconsin. Yeah, was going to win by about 23,000 votes. Twenty three thousand people in Milwaukee who stood (laughs) out in the cold. My
2: my high school friends. (laughs) <laughs> what are we going to do when we we can't trust the polls in two years or four years? I mean, they were better in 2018. And what does that mean? You know, the, the midterm polls predicted a pretty big Democratic win. And that's what happened. And these polls predicted a huge Democratic win and not just presidential, but the Senate and also the House. I mean- Dave Wasserman of Redistrict, I'm not calling him out because I don't like him or I think he's bad. He's great. But he was like the how, you know, they're going to Democrats are going to pick up like 15 House seats. So what happened there? So that is going to be a whole different story in terms of how we cover these races in the next year or four. I I just don't know. It just, it makes no
1: sense to me. Joan Walsh, she told us to wait and she was right about that. Joan, thanks for talking with us today.
2: Thanks, John. I'm going to try to
1: listen to my own advice.